0: Welcome to another edition of First Word from First Church. This is Pastor Dave Buchanan at the First Church in Sutton. Please enjoy the message, and may God bless you richly through it. I'm glad that you joined us for this meditation for the Fourth Wednesday at at First Church. This week we're going to start with Psalm 85. Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. You withdrew all your wrath. You turned from your hot anger. Restore us again, O God of our salvation, and put away your indignation toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints. But let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs up from the ground, and righteousness looks down from the sky. Yes, the Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and make his footsteps away. Now from the second chapter, OF THE BOOK OF THE PROPHET JEREMIAH. HEAR THE WORD OF THE LORD, O HOUSE OF JACOB, AND ALL THE CLANS OF THE HOUSE OF ISRAEL. THUS SAYS THE LORD, WHAT WRONG DID YOUR FATHERS FIND IN ME, THAT THEY WENT FAR FROM ME, AND WENT AFTER WORTHLESSNESS, AND BECAME WORTHLESS? THEY DID NOT SAY, WHERE IS THE LORD, WHO BROUGHT US UP FROM THE LAND OF EGYPT? who led us in the wilderness, in a land of deserts and pits, in a land of drought and deep darkness, in a land that none passes through, where no man dwells. And I brought you into a plentiful land to enjoy its fruits and its good things. But when you came in, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination." The priests did not say, Where is the Lord? Those who handle the law did not know me. The shepherds transgressed against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal, and went after things that do not profit. Therefore I still contend with you, declares the Lord, and with your children's children I will contend. For cross to the coasts of Cyprus and see, Or send to Kedar and examine with care. See if there has been such a thing. Has a nation changed its gods, even though they are no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked. Be utterly desolate, declares the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Lord, we ask your blessing on the reading and hearing of your holy word. Amen. When God speaks of nation and nations through his prophets, He spoke of the nation Israel, but of the people Israel, it could also be said they were the congregation of the Lord. Nation meant peoples, and the different nations that regard the nations were peoples regarding peoples, not necessarily those who shared a political structure or a flag. But Jeremiah says to the people, the Lord brought us out of slavery, out of servitude. As in Jesus Christ, he offers to bring us out of worldly servitude, that is, servitude to to secular things, servitude toward the, the powers of this earth, and to bring us into spiritual freedom, freedom from sin and that which would bind us away from God. But listen, when the prophet says the people have chased worthlessness rather than that which is worthy, how are we doing? As people in a faith, people of faith, in a nation that seems to ridicule faith, even in some corners abhor faith, to persecute faith. Yes, Christian and others, especially our, our heritage in the Jewish faith. We were brought over many years in many places here to be a people in a rich land of promise. That is here in, in what was supposed to be the New Jerusalem, in New England anyway. And yet, we are allowing this to be made a spiritually starved land of shortage. Those entrusted with the law in several settings, I I believe, are, are failing us. The priests, that is the, the clergy, those of the church who are to, to give spiritual and moral guidance for the people, And we have entrusted it to social justice under secular law. I'll let you judge the results of that. How are we doing? Is that the way to go about it? Are God's people to give over to the world, to charity, the life-giving support, the love? When Jeremiah speaks of shepherds, that's an old word for secular leaders the supposed keepers of of worldly justice. How are we doing with that? Are we doing justice? Are we doing, doing true fairness according to God's will and way of looking at people and at their actions? Tougher still, prophets. A prophet is not one who foretells the future. A prophet is one who, like Jeremiah, is supposed to be a herald of God's way. The one who says, Thus saith the Lord. Not, this is Jeremiah's opinion. This is the word God gives me. And instead of seeking God's way, we chase after our secular feelings instead of what God's word would guide us in. We seek worldly justice instead of God's justice. We have prophesied by Baal. Now, that meant a great deal in Jeremiah's time because the, the priests of Baal offered living sacrifices, child sacrifice by fire to a deity called Moloch that was under Baal. Baal just means Lord and Canaanite, the head of their, their gods. The Canaanite worship was very colorful and in some ways literally seductive to God's people. Strange rites and rituals and and temple visits that involved all kinds of cult prostitution. Taking that special physical relationship and debasing it to be an object of worship of an idol. But it was colorful and tempting as it is now. And now we prophesy by worldly, pseudo-scientific, and social standards that deny the way God created us to be. Deny what what God has created. They yell, follow the science for some things, and yet for others, feelings supersede science. So-called social justice supersedes the reality of God's creation. Oh, how God must cry out over his people here in these settings! I went to seminary with people and I've listened to colleagues who say my, my feelings, my experience. I say, what about the word of God? Well, yeah, but. Yeah, but means no. My feelings tell me I don't feel like God's word is right in that corner. I'm not trying to be a legalist about God's word. But in terms of guiding who and what he's created us to be, I think it's pretty clear. God's people have changed what should be our glory in being the people of God for that which is not doing well by us, does not prosper us. And the heavens and the nations should be shocked and how are other peoples, other nations, regarding us now i'll let you judge that from the news from what we can hear we have forsaken the fount of living waters that is jesus himself he offers to be the living water to the samaritan woman at the well and to all who will accept him to slake a thirst for love a thirst for acceptance a thirst for the grace of God, a thirst to be brought into right relationship with God and with one another. And we've made other reservoirs, other cisterns, to hold that water that can't even be held. And it doesn't slake the spiritual and moral thirst of the people. And we give up that Reservoir of living water that is Jesus Christ himself, the pure source. Oh, my calling, I wish it were, to to preach this to the shepherds of the land, as well as shepherds of faith. But my calling and opportunity here at First Church right now, and through the word you're hearing, is to encourage people of faith, and yes, if you're wondering or wandering about that faith, to strengthen ourselves in Jesus Christ, the founder of that gift of faith. Don't don't feel like you're lacking. If you seek Jesus Christ, if you seek God's word, God grants the gift of faith. If you will open your mind, open your heart to the founder of that gift seek to drink from that living water and that we can hold it for others and and help to lead others to that water and to speak Christ's call to righteousness, not in legalism, but in the grace, mercy, and love that God offers to each one of us. Let this time of Lent be a time for each of us of refocusing on God and refocusing on God's call to be his people who drink from and live from his living water. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. Thank you for having joined us for First Word from First Church. We pray that God has blessed you in some way, in his way, through the message that we have just shared with you. Please join us again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. Amen and amen.